Hey everybody, George Robson here, Worship Arts Pastor at Ocean Grove Online Church. Welcome to another one of our podcasts. I want to encourage you to stay with us for this week's scripture reading and message. Friends, as we journey with Jesus this Lenten season, um, it would be very easy to go from event to event, uh, moment by moment with Jesus through the Gospels. Uh, There's plenty of us to look at, plenty of things to look at when it comes to the healings that Jesus and the teachings uh, and all the uh, special moments. And um, we're kind of doing that in our daily devotionals that I'm posting online every, every morning. But one of the things that gets lost if we just go by moment, moment, event, event, is these special moments of Jesus in the in-between times, the dialogue he has with his disciples as they walk along the road, other encounters he has with with friends, as we're going to see this morning, with with Mary and Martha, and the importance of um, watching the way that Jesus lived um, throughout his earthly life. And so today we're going to look at Luke's gospel and this story of Mary and Martha. Now, if you're familiar with the scriptures, Mary and Martha are the sisters of Lazarus, who later on Jesus will raise from the dead. Um, he is, uh, this is the only house that we know of that he visited three separate times. Uh, the account that we're going to read may, in fact, have been his first uh, visit with Mary and Martha. Lazarus is not mentioned in this story, but um, we know that he is part of this household and part of this family. So let's look at the um, uh, Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. If you're at home, it'll be on your screen. If you're here in the sanctuary, it's in your bulletin. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations they had to make. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, we proclaim your word. We read uh, your scriptures, and then we wait for you to open our hearts and speak into our lives. Come, Lord Jesus, come, and do just that this morning. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. So again, Jesus and his disciples are traveling. And as they enter the village of Bethany, um, it says that they were invited in um, to Martha's home. We can probably take from that that Martha was the older of the sisters because it was probably referred to as her home rather than Mary's home, which would have indicated Mary would have been uh, the oldest. Not that that's all that important to our preaching this morning, but I put it out there anyway. Um, 
And as we encounter the story, we see that, that, that Martha is busy as the host with her ministry of hospitality, you might say, getting all of the preparations ready, which probably included a meal for Jesus and his disciples. Martha's busy with all of the preparations, but her sister Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet and just listening to him. I can tell you that a lot of times you'll hear a sermon on this text, and, and I've done it in the past, I know myself, and, and the description that the, the preacher will give is that somehow um, Martha is bad and Mary is good. We're not going to go there today. We're going to ask that question a couple more times. Is Martha bad and is Mary good? Um, and yes, the answer to that is no. So that's just know that up front. What I kind of chuckled at was that Martha, uh, it says, and maybe this is a key word, is not only busy doing what she's doing, she's distracted by the preparations. But instead of going to Mary and say, hey, Mary, come on, I need your help, she goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, would you tell Mary to, to come help me? She, he goes to, she goes to Jesus and complains about her sister and asks Jesus to do something about Mary's perceived laziness. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? I, wouldn't you have just loved it if the next line in the scriptures would have been Jesus saying, you know what, Martha, I really don't care. This is between you and Mary. Go figure it out, <laughs> Right? In, in modern language, we might say that, that uh, Martha was trying to triangulate Jesus, right, into this family squabble. But was Martha bad? No. No, no, no. And I hope, I hope the answer is no, because I think about all the times in my own life that I get into Martha mode, Right? I would even go so far as to say that Martha mode is my default mode. I have to make a conscious decision to have merry moments in my life. I don't have to think at all about being a Martha, meaning I don't have to think at all about being busy and have my calendar full and being about the busyness of my own life, let alone the life of the church. So maybe that's why uh, Martha's surprised when Jesus tells her, no, Mary has chosen the better way. Mary has chosen the better way. And again, I, I kind of picture that there's some dialogue here that may have not ever been recorded into the Gospels because I could picture Martha saying, oh, that's, that's okay, Jesus, but you do want to eat later, right? You know, things have to be done. And I'm the only one doing it. But we do know from the gospel that, that Jesus answered Martha and said, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There's, there's really the need for only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and that's not going to be taken away from her. In other words, I'm not going to tell her to get up and go help you kind of think subtly he was saying to Martha, why don't you sit 
and rest and be at my feet. Martha was worried and distracted, the scriptures indicate, anxious and troubled, worried and upset. And you kind of get it, don't you? Because this was not an event that she got to plan weeks and weeks or even days ahead of time. Jesus and his disciples were just passing through Bethany when she invited them into her home. Martha couldn't run to the grocery store to pick up what she needed. Martha couldn't call DoorDash or Grubhub and have dinner delivered to her doorstep. She would have had to make the bread from scratch. And if you've ever done that, it's ours. She would have had to build the fire to heat the oven. And if there was going to be meat in the dinner, she may have even had to go and slaughter and clean the animals before they could be cooked and eaten. This was a huge undertaking. And they didn't even have smoke detectors back then to let Martha know when the bread was finished cooking. That's how I tell when my bread's done. The smoke detector goes off. Now, the choir's getting all these jokes. You guys got to kind of catch up a little bit and come, come with me here. But Martha was not a bad woman. And we know this because Jesus didn't say, Martha, what you're doing is sinful. What you're doing is bad. Mary has chosen the better way. No, he just said, Mary has chosen the better way. Sometimes we don't make the decision between good and bad. We make the decision between good and better. Or better and best. Martha wants to do something special for Jesus and the disciples. She wants to put on a great dinner. Mary wants to sit and learn from Jesus. Mary wants to sit and be in the presence of Jesus. What that tells me, friends, this morning is it is in fact possible and all maybe even probable for us to, as Christians to be too much of a Martha and not enough of a Mary. Many of us, pastors, staff, you all, sometimes entire church systems can end up living in Martha mode, just piling on more and more and more things to do without ever having any merry moment. And when that happens, it leads to burnout, heavy levels of stress, and neglecting of our own spiritual lives, our own personal lives, and our own general well-being. When Jesus said to Martha in Luke 10, Mary has chosen the better part. Should that be taken as a directive from God that we should quit doing what we are doing and just sit at the feet of Jesus continually? No. Can you imagine Rise Against Hunger next week? If we all went downstairs, everything's prepared, the scales are there, the food's there, the packaging is there, and we all decide that's going to be the time where we become merry, and we're just going to sit and be in the presence of Jesus. Nothing is going to happen. 
those 25,000 meals are not going to be packaged. And people around the world will not be fed. So there is times that we have to engage our Martha moment. And there are times, perhaps more than we take advantage of, that we need to be in our merry moments. God has intended us to be doing and to be being. God has intended us to be doing and to be still from doing. If the Lord was calling us only to sit at his feet, there would be no need for the commandment, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, because every day would be a Sabbath. And that's why the sermon title this morning isn't being versus doing, it's being and doing. There's a balance between the two. And if we pay attention to the life of Jesus, we're going to see that he lived that balance out uh, day after day. He preached, he taught, he healed, he cast out demons, he did miracles. But he also continually and consistently went off alone to spend time with God. Was Mary excused from ever helping serve a dinner again? No. She was taking advantage of being with Jesus while he was there in their presence. She was taking advantage of being Jesus while he was there in their presence. So maybe this will help. Think of it this way. Uh, if, you, uh, if you own a car and drive it, then you know what the check, light, check engine light means when it comes on. Besides meaning you get to drive to the dealership and hand over $500, it also probably means that something is not performing at its peak level. When our spiritual check engine light comes on, we may need to, in fact, ask ourselves, how much time have I been spending at the feet of Jesus? How much time have I been spending simply being with Jesus and not doing? Because sometimes we get to the point where we have been roaring down the highway of life, working for the kingdom of God God's saying to us, you need to pull over and you need to check your connection with Jesus. You need to, you need to check on your, on your health and your relationship with, with the one who loves you and cares for you. I came across this question when I was preparing for this morning. When was the last time you wasted time with God? And we might be thinking, well, that's a stupid question because if you're with God, you never waste time. But we can get so wound up with life or with ministry so much that we don't spend time to nurture our relationship with Jesus or allow Jesus to nurture his relationship with us. Friends, busyness is not next to godliness. It just isn't. But remember, Martha was not doing what was sinful. She was serving in love. 
So I don't want you to think this morning that actively serving in the kingdom of God is a bad or even unnecessary activity. That's exactly how sometimes our love for God is demonstrated. But like Mary, there are times when we simply must stop, pull over, and sit at the feet of Jesus. Maybe that's what it means to read your scriptures, read your Bible at home and just be able to spend time quietly in prayer. Maybe it's walking or sitting in silence and letting God speak to you. Oftentimes in the course of the day when I'm here all day, I'll take a walk down to the end of the fishing pier and I'll do just that because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a merry time for me that I need. It's time with Jesus. Maybe it's coming to church on, for worship, uh, being in this place and allowing God to speak to you in this special time. Here's what I want you to think about and consider as you go about your week this week. Whenever God calls you to sit at the feet of Jesus, then that's the best choice you can make, even if the other things you are doing are good things. When you feel the tug on your heart, to stop, to spend time with Jesus, to pull over, then that is the best choice, even if what you are stopping is a good thing. Because Jesus tells us it's the better way. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for balance in life. And we pray that as we go about our busyness, even and especially our busyness for for the kingdom of God, that you would tug on our hearts even before our check engine light comes on and say, come away for just a few minutes. Come away for a while. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Listen to him. Read his word. Talk to him. Spend time with him. The work will get done. Don't miss opportunities to be in the presence of Jesus and to be fed in that special way. God, we thank you for, for giving us work to do. We thank you for giving us the strength of your Holy Spirit in which to do it. But we also thank you that life is not all work and toil, but it is being bathed in your Holy Spirit by sitting at the feet of Jesus. In his name that we pray. Amen. We really appreciate you staying with us this time around. Remember, you can always search out other podcasts from OGC by looking up Ocean Grove Church or type in oceangrovechurch.com slash podcast question mark format equals RSS in your player of choice. 
And if you'd like other ways to stay up to date on all things Ocean Grove Church, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Ocean Grove Church, on Twitter as OG Church, and don't forget our website, OceanGroveChurch.com. And you can contact us via email at OceanGroveChurch at gmail.com. Until next time, we bid you peace.